BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. From the BBC, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. and danger were a frequent climax to the investigations of Sherlock Holmes. My name is Watson, Dr. Watson, and it was my privilege to share the adventures of Sherlock Holmes. First, let me refresh your memory concerning the case so far, and then I will tell you what happened in the end of The Sign of the Four. Sherlock Holmes and I were upon the track of Jonathan Small, the one-legged ex-convict responsible for the theft of the Agro treasure, which we were endeavouring to recover on behalf of our charming young client, Miss Mary Morstan. The scent had led us to the River Thames, upon which it seemed the thief and his mysterious accomplice were preparing to escape in the steam launch Aurora. After instructing his young Baker Street Irregulars to find where this vessel at present lay, Holmes restlessly awaited the news that would lead to the resumption of the chase. Oh, here I am, Holmes. Anything happened? Nothing yet, Watson. You're just in time to take up a watch, though. I say, what's the idea of the sailor outfit? I'm off down the river, Watson. I've been turning it over in my mind, and I can see only one way out of it. Well, surely I can come with you, then. No. You can be much more useful if you remain here as my representative. Some message may come early in the morning. I want you to open all notes and telegrams and act on your own judgment. Can I rely on you? Most certainly. Well, get some sleep while you can. If we're in luck, you may have news of some sort before I get back. Oh, well, Holmes, I should be going with you, but best luck, you. Here's your breakfast, Dr. Watson. Ah, thank you, Mrs. Hudson. Oh, and, uh, Mr. Anthony Jones is here to see you, sir. Ah, come in, Mr. Jones. Thank you, Mrs. Hudson. Thank you, sir. Good morning, Dr. Watson. Mr. Sherlock Holmes is out, I understand. Yes, he's been out all night, and I can't be sure when he'll be back. Take that chair and join me in a cup of coffee. I don't mind if I do. Ah, how's that? There you are. Now, may I know what brings you here so early? Well, I got a wire from Mr. Holmes this morning. There he is. What does he say? Uh, 
Go to Baker Street at once. If I have not returned, wait for me. Uh-huh. I am close on the track of the Shelto gang. You can come with us if you want to be in at the finish. Uh-huh. Sent from Poplar. He's evidently picked up the scent again. Ah, then he's been on a false chase too, has he? Well, even the best of us are thrown off course sometimes. This may prove to be a false alarm, you understand. But it's my duty as an officer of the law to allow no chance to slip. Isn't that someone come to the door? Ah, perhaps it's Mr. Holmes. I say, who are you, my man? What do you mean, coming in like... Is Mr. Sherlock Holmes here? No, but I'm acting for him. If you have a message for him, you can tell it to me. Uh, It was to himself I was to tell it. I tell you, I am acting for him. Uh, Was it about Mordecai Smith's boat? Yes. I know well where it is, and I know where the men he's after are, and I know where the treasure is. Look here, my man. It was to Mr. Sherlock Holmes I was to tell it. Well, then you must wait for him. No, no, no. I'm going to lose a whole day to please no one. Wait a bit, my friend. You have important information, and you're staying here whether you like it or not. Oh, what? I think you might offer me some coffee, though. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I thought my disguise was pretty good, but I hardly expected it would stand that test. <laughs> ah, you rogue. You would have made a rare actor. Those weak legs of yours would be worth, well, ten pounds a week on the stage. But I thought I knew the glint of your eye, though. Oh, did you, Jones? Well, it's nice to get these whiskers and things off for a while. I've been working in that get-up all day. You see, a good many of the criminal classes begin to know me, especially since our friend Watson's here took to publishing some of my cases. So I can only go on the warpath under some simple disguise like this. You got my wire, Jim. Well, that was what brought me here. Here's a coffee, Holmes. Ah, thank you. And how has your case prospered, Inspector? I've had to release two of my prisoners, and there's no evidence against the other two. Never mind. We shall give you two others in the place of them. But you must put yourself under my orders. Oh, now, look here. You are welcome to all the official credit, but you must act on the lines that I point out. I shall want a fast police boat to be at the Westminster stairs at 7 o'clock this evening. Well, that's easily managed. Sure. Then I shall want two good men in case of resistance. There'll be two or three in the boat. Uh, what else? When we secure the men... We shall get the pleasure. I think it'll be a pleasure to my friend here to take the box round to the young lady to whom half of it rightfully belongs. Let her be the first to open it. Eh, Watson? It will be a great pleasure to me, Holmes. Rather an irregular proceeding. However, the whole thing is irregular. I suppose we must wink at it. Exactly. Uh, The treasure must be handed over to the authorities afterwards, until after the official investigation. Certainly. Uh, Is there anything else? Only that I insist upon your dining with us before we set out. Oh, well... I have oysters and a brace of grouse with something a little choice in white wines. Watson, you never yet recognized my merits as a husband. <laughs> oh, by the way, Watson... Yes, Holmes. You'd best clean that old service revolver of yours. It's well to be prepared. Is there anything to mark her as a police boat? Well, yes, uh, that green lamp on the side. Then take it off. Oh, all right. You can tell them to cast off now. Right. Cast off. Yes, sir. Uh, where to? To the tower. 
Tell them to stop opposite Jacobson's yard. Opposite Jacobson's yard. Splendid craft. We ought to be able to catch anything. If that river steamer well behind us. There aren't many launches to beat this, I can tell you. Still, she'll need to be smart to catch the Aurora. She has a name for being a clipper. Now, I'll tell you how the land lies. Yes. How would Small conceal the launch until he knew how the police inquiries were shaping? If I were in his shoes, I might hand her over to some boat repairer with directions to make a trifling change in her. She would then be removed to his shed or yard and so be effectually concealed, while at the same time she'd be available again at a few hours' notice. Yeah, that seems logical enough. At Jacobson's yard, I learned that the Aurora had been handed over to them by a wooden-legged man with some trivial directions as to our rudder. At that moment, who should come down but Mordecai Smith, the missing owner? But how did you recognize him? Oh, he bellowed out his name and the name of his launch. I want it tonight, said he, at eight o'clock sharp, for I have two gentlemen who won't be kept waiting. I was lucky enough to pick up one of my boys on the way, so I stationed him as a sentry over the launch. He's to stand at the water's edge and wave his handkerchief to us when they start. I should have had a body of police in Jacobson Yard and arrest them when they came down. Which would have been never. Eh? This man Small is a pretty shrewd fellow. If anything made him suspicious, he'd lie snug for another week. If you might have stuck to Mordecai Smith's homes, he would have led you to their hiding place. I think it's a hundred to one against Smith knowing where they live. Why should he ask questions? Well, there's Jacobson's Yard anyway. Where are those masks are standing up? Ah, yes, I see. Ah, yes. Yes, I can see my sentry through these night glasses. There's no sign of a handkerchief yet. Suppose we go downstream a short way and lie in wait for them. It's ten to one that they'll go downstream, but we can't be certain. It'll be a clear night and plenty of moon. Now, we must stay where we are. Will you give instructions, please? Very well, as you say. Look, Watson... See how the folks swarm over yonder in the gaslight? Yes, they're coming from work in the yard. <laughs> Dusty-looking rascal. But, but do I see a handkerchief? There, surely. Surely there is a white flutter over yonder. Yes, yes, I can see it plainly. Yeah, and there's the aurora, and coming like the devil. Full speed ahead, engineers. Make out for that launch for the yellow light. My head, I shall never forgive myself if she proves to have the heels of us. She's very fast to hold. I doubt we should catch her. He must catch her. Keep it on the boat. We Thank you. 
Jonathan Small, I think. Ah, damn this mud. Oh, it's unquietly. Give me that. Well, Jonathan Small, I'm sorry that it's come to this. And so am I, Mr. Holmes. But I don't believe I can swing to the job. I give you my word, I never raised a finger against Mr. Shogo. It was that little Alan Tonga who shot one of his darts into it. You are under the charge of Inspector Ethel Ned Jones of Scotland Yard. He's going to bring you up to my rooms, and I shall ask you for a true account of the matter. If you make a keen breast of it, I may be of use to you. No, I shall never fear. I think I can prove that the poison act so quickly that the man was dead before ever you reached the room. Now you are, sir. You seem to know as much as if he'd been there. <laughs> Pity we didn't take you under the lie, but uh, there's no choice. Oh, well, then, Joe. We'll be at Box or Beach, President. Uh, Dr. Watson. Yes, Mr. Sigmund? I shall land you with the treasure box. It's most irregular, but an agreement's an agreement. And you shall take it round to the young lady yourself. Uh, you. Where's the key? At the bottom of the river. Ah, uh, we had work enough already for you. Well, Doctor, Miss Morse might at least uh, see a box. Bring it to me to Baker as soon as you can. Greatest of the What's the news? Yes, Miss Morse. I thought I heard a cab drive up. Huh? What news have you brought me? I brought something better than news. Oh? I've brought you a fortune. Is that the Agra treasure? The great Agra treasure. Half of it is yours and half is Sadio's shoulders. You will have a couple of hundred thousand each. There will be few young ladies in England richer than you. If I have it, I owe it to you. No, no, it, it, it's my friend, Mr. Sherlock Holmes, whom you respect. When do you sit down? Don't no, here, beside me, uh, and tell me all about uh, it. I, no, no, I have to get down to Baker Street with it as quickly as I can. I, I, I just want you to bring it so that you should be the first to see it. Where's the key, then? It's, uh, it's been misled. The police will soon have it open, though. You don't like to see into it now, Dr. Watson. Well, I don't really think that would be... Oh, but you can't treat a woman's curiosity in this way. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on, I insist. Uh, the police might... Oh, as part owner of the content. I, uh... Would you rather? Of course. Now, what could we use? Well, uh, I just say uh, I think that's the problem. Well, you have my permission, Doctor. Now then, get the end of it under the heart. Good. 
I'll do it as a lever. Well done. And now, you must lift the lid. Very well. Now, I feel quite nervous. <laughs> Talking. 
And it pretty soon struck me that Major Schulter was falling in for some pretty big losses. Yeah, please. The morning thing I heard him say, it's all up, Morstan. I'm a ruined man. So when the captain had walked off his quarters, I nipped out and asked the Major if I could have his advice. What about, says he? Oh, well, sir, I said. I happen to know where half a million in hidden treasure lies. And I thought if I told the proper authorities, it might get my sentence shortened for me. Get on with it. I could see him think it over like. Well, the upshot of it is that he comes back next day with Captain Morstan and a little, what you might call, unofficial proposition. You don't mean to say that mine, I didn't betray my friends. We held a little meeting, the three Indians and the two officers and me, and it was decided Major Sholto would go to Agra and recover the treasure. Then he sent a small yacht provisioned for a voyage. The Indians and I would get away in it, Captain Morrison would apply for leave to go to Agra, and we'd all meet there for a final share out of the treasure. I'd say this way, you're small, if this is a yarn you're spinning, I've never heard the like of it before. What do you say, Mr. Holmes? I fancy we're hearing the truth. And you can guess what happened next. That villain showed all enough to Agra, but he never came back. No yacht to fetch us, nothing. Well, what else did you expect? An officer's word, sir. Where four convicts could keep faith with each other, then you might have thought that, oh, let's hear the rest of it. Well, from that day I lived only to escape and track down Soto. Ah, but it was weary years before my time came. One day, uh, a little Andaman Islander was picked up in the woods, sick nearly to death with fever. He was venomous as a young snake. But as I nursed him round, he took quite a fancy to me. Was this Tonga? That's right, sir. He was a fine boatman and he owned a big roomy canoe. He didn't need much talking into getting me away from that place. Now we got to Singapore. From there, we wandered about the world until we reached England, three or four years ago. I and our living showing Tonga off at fairs as a cannibal. He used to eat raw meat and do a war dance. I was staunch and true with little Tonga. That's enough about him. Give back the shelter. Ah, it wasn't long before I found where he lived. But I was too late. We went to his place and looked through the window of his room. He was lying in bed with his sons at either side of him. Even as we watched him, he died. Well, I got into the room that night. I searched his papers, but there wasn't a line about where the treasure might be. And before I left, I thought of my poor Indian friends still back there in the Andamans. I wanted to leave our mark behind. So I scrolled down the side of the four of us on a piece of paper, and I pinned it on him. Oh, that explains that, then, Yeah. Okay, continue, Smoke. Well... After a while, I heard that the treasure had been found at the top of Pondy Cherry Lodge. Well, I couldn't hope to get up there, not with this leg. So I brought Tonga with me, with a long rope wound down his waist. He could climb like a cat. But as ill luck would have it, Bartholomew Soto was still in the room when Tonga got in. Little devil killed him with his blowpipe. Thought he'd done something very clever until I, I gave it to him with the rope's end. Anyway, there was nothing else to do but lower the jewels down, leave the sign of the floor on the table, and get away as quick as we could. And there you are, gentlemen. I told it all. And every word of the truth, I swear. A fitting wind up to an extremely interesting case. There's nothing at all new to me in the latter part. Hmm? Except that you brought your own work. That I didn't know. By the way, I had hoped that Tonga had lost all his bath, yet he managed to shoot one at us in the boat. I have it here. How do you see you find that, Holmes? You'll examine your hat when you have a moment, my dear. Mm -hmm. I managed to pick it out without your notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, sir, he did lose them all, except the one he had in the blowpipe ready, did you see? Ah, of course. Well, Mr. Holmes, uh, you're a man to be human, but uh, duty is duty. I feel more at ease when we have our story till here, safe under lock and key. All right, I shall make any trouble. Of course, you'll both be wanted at the trial. Good night, dear. Good night, gentlemen, both. Good, Good night. night. Well, Holmes, there's the end of our little drama. Thank you, Watson. Good help. And to you. I, uh, I'm afraid it may be the last chance I shall have of studying your methods, Holmes. Oh? Why, sir? Miss Morstan has done me the honor to accept me as a prospective husband. I feared it much. I really can congratulate you. <laughs> any reason to be dissatisfied with my choice? Oh, not at all. I think she's one of the most charming young ladies I've ever met. But love is an emotional thing. And whatever is emotional is opposed to that true, cold reason which I place above all things. I shall never marry myself lest I bias my judgment. <laughs> I trust my judgment may survive the audio. You're uh, wary, Holmes. Yes. The reaction is already upon me. I shall be as limp as a rag for a week. Strange how terms of what in another man I should call laziness alternate with your fits of splendid energy and vigor. Yes. Well, I need the makings of a very fond loafer. And also a pretty surprise, stories of Sherlock Holmes, written by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And now you know how it ended. My name, my, my real name, is Norman Shelley. My friend, Carlton Hobbs, played Sherlock Holmes, and I was Dr. Watson. Wedding bells are ringing for me now, it seems. Michael Hardwick wrote the script for this BBC production from London. And need I say, I look forward to the pleasure of your company again, and soon for more of the adventures of Sherlock Holmes. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.